Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WFR Marriage Podcast and conversation about marriage for marriage. And I am your host tonight, Jonathan, and my lovely wife, Tara. She hey! Is the, she is the Vanna White of the podcast tonight. Oh, that's or, nice. Or maybe she's the lead person. No, no, never, never lead. Always follow. Always follow. Okay. <laughs> you got that so, down. So look, we're we're here with our our best friends Trey and Anna. Hello, we're hello. We're here as well. Uh huh. And, and we were just talking before the podcast. Trey mentioned we what we're going to do tonight. We might should have started out doing because it kind of gives a glimpse awesome. into our marriages. Yep. And so mm-hmm. tonight you're going to get to hear a semi testimony of Trey and Anna's marriage and how it was restored. Yeah, yep. restoration at its greatest. That's exactly at its right. finest. Mm-hmm. Look at her. Yep, there you go. Yeah. So, well, let's get started. Um, so, you know, I was thinking, you know, when we started all this, I was thinking about what kind of questions, because here we get to ask you questions about. It's kind of scary, too. I know. There's been no. Yeah, like, we don't know what's coming. So yeah. Not really. <laughs> what are they going to ask? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I. I really think that we need to start with where you started in your marriage and what it led to and where you ended. So we're going to we're going to start with, you know, what happened? Tell us a little bit about the beginning. Yeah. Let me just really quick say how we met, because uh, our age difference plays into our story yeah. a little bit. So. Y'all have a different age? I'm, yeah. I would have never known. Yeah. <laughs> just a tad, huh? Just a, a slight age difference. So um, I'm, I work, uh, we've been married 20 years, but um, probably about half of those, maybe even more than that. I'm bad with years and numbers, but uh, I worked at the fire department and I was training a guy named Trey. Mm-hmm. And my name's Trey, and so Anna comes in with another young lady and says, "Hey, I'm looking for Trey. I'm sitting on the back of a fire truck. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm single at at the moment, and I'm thinking this is an answer prayer for God. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you, God. My name's Trey, and she's like, no, no, no I'm looking for uh, Trey, and she said his last name, and it was Trey Fisher, by the way, a friend friend of ours, and and uh, so we that's how we met, and we ended up asking her out on a date. She mm-hmm. said, yeah, and and, and uh, but she was 17 at the time, and I was 31. 32. Say, 32, say that again. Ooh. Yeah. She was 17, uh-huh. and I was 32. We, so I'm going to tell you, we caught a lot of flack uh, at the time yep. about our age difference from church members and different people until the preacher's daughter uh, married someone 15 years older. Yep. I say, thanks for taking the pressure off of us. No yeah. <laughs> and then there were several other people with age differences. I but. do not recommend it, though, still, by the way. <laughs> I didn't go looking for it. I'm not a pervert either. So no. hey, I walked in and said, I'm looking for a tray. And there he sat. Anyway, that's, that's, that's the rest of that, so. history. So to uh, answer Tara's question, you can start, I guess. <laughs> so, okay, so I walk in and find my husband. Um, we we really didn't take long. There was not a long, drawn-out dating experience either. It was three months, and I had a ring on my finger, and three more months, we were married. Oh, wow. So six months from the day I walked into the fire station to the day we said, I do. Make a decision uh, there, quickly. And, uh, Trey had been married before, and he had two daughters. So right off the bat, like we had a lot stacked against us. Mm-hmm. I was 17. He was 33. Once we got married, he did have a birthday before we got married. Um, two kids, 
I'm literally straight out of high school. Um, Getting married and starting life with a blended family and a 15-year age difference and me still being so young, we had a lot to work through um, and to figure out a lot of challenges. Um, Mm -hmm. Just being married under whatever the best circumstances should be or would be, there's a lot of work um, when two people come together. But we had a lot, and there were many times early in our marriage where um, I would leave, we would be separated, um, divorce papers were filed a couple of times um, in those first few years of marriage, and then finally we seemed to figure out how to work it out. Mm -hmm. I would say we either learned how to fight better, or we just learned how to agree to disagree, or we just worked, we outlasted our problems um, in the beginning. So let's fast forward a little bit, and we'll come back to what all happened between now and or then and now. So what does now look like? Where are y'all at now? How many kids, grandkids? Right. <clears throat> I do, uh, just really quick, want to go back and um, emphasize one thing. Anna mentioned this was my second marriage, and we always think it's important to say that God's best would have been for yeah. that marriage to stay mm-hmm. intact. It yeah. didn't. I wasn't Christ-centered, um, and it takes two, and mm-hmm. that's that, that is what it is. So, but it doesn't mean we get God's second best. We still get right. God's best, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way we look at it, and uh, we think that's uh, true. We don't get to change what God says just because I violated it. That's right. So, anyway, uh, your question was, what does it look like? Yeah, where are y'all yeah. at now? How's, how's it now? I mean, how many well, kids? Well, uh, yeah, we well, we have four total, uh, including uh, my two from my first marriage, and we we have two together. Um, and my oldest is twenty. You're gonna have, have to help me with the number twenty-five. Oh, no, twenty-six. Twenty-six, I think. Yeah, twenty-six. <laughs> uh, she's the one that has uh, three kids. Possibly twenty-seven. I and uh, so we got two grandsons, and now one granddaughter, and. Um, I have another uh, daughter who lives in Austin, who's uh, graduated college and uh, been uh, working there in, in Austin. And we have one that's graduating high school uh, this year, and then one that's in one more month. One more month. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then we have a son, the youngest, who is uh, about to be fifteen. About to be fifteen, and uh, he's still in high school. So. Awesome. So there's obviously a lot that's transpired. Yes. Yeah. In the 20, 20 years. 20 years. Awesome. So another question, um, what did sin look like in the beginning of your marriage? Like, or the first 10 years, 15 years, how did that affect, you know, your marriage in, in whole, I guess? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with that. Um, yeah, so my my kind of history pre-marriage uh, was uh, off and on a struggle with uh, pornography. Okay. And, um, you know, that I had periods where, you know, there were six months or a year. And there would also be that period where I would just immerse myself in it. And that was kind of an off and on struggle for uh, a number of years. Mm-hmm. And, and when we met, um, of course, you you know, most young people think when you get married, well, I won't struggle with that anymore which is which is a lie um and so obviously at some point in the marriage i I began to struggle with that again um and um, eventually you know anna kind of catches on to that and it comes out uh, you can't hide your sin uh, forever and uh, but at some point anna 
uh, accepts that uh, into our uh, relationship into the bedroom, and uh, it just went downhill from there. And I'll, I'll let you jump in there. Yeah. So I brought what I brought into the marriage was a lot of sexual baggage, um, just from a child and secrets that, for the first, no one knew, not even Trey. No one, no one knew about me being molested as a little girl by other another child um, who was molested by an adult. Um, never told anyone about that ever and no one knew that I had been raped as a at 13 um mm-hmm. Trey didn't wow. know I, did, I didn't share those things but I brought all that in and I brought in to marriage this view that began at 13 14 for me after the things um that I had experienced that my worth came from sex and so if I want to feel worthy or like I'm worth something, I have to perform sexually. And if you desire me sexually, then that meant I'm, I'm worth something. So that's what I brought into the marriage was I wanted to be worshipped and I wanted to be praised. And sex was the way I could get that. Right. And so whatever Trey wanted, that's what I would do. So poor, I didn't. In the beginning, like you said, I found out about the porn. I wasn't okay with it. I didn't like that. I didn't want him to do it. But because of my past and the perverted view that I had when it came to sex and me wanting to be God, basically, you worship me. Um, I said, all right, let's, I'll, I'll, that's what he wants. That'll make me feel like I'm the best wife he's ever had if right. I uh, agree and, and join. Um, so that's what I did. And then, of course, it doesn't just stay sexual sin, uh, any sin, really. It progresses. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it never just stays. Well, I'll, okay, I'll accept this now, but I'll never go beyond yeah, that. So you drew the line and then drew the line and then and drew then the line. And then you keep moving the line. And so we, we both had our, our sexual baggage that we brought Mm-hmm. into the marriage unbeknowing to, from each other mm-hmm. you know we, we brought that into the marriage and so uh, and and as Anna mentioned earlier for the first few years things were great just ordinary marriage uh, struggles that most people would have uh, not knowing that the other had had this baggage that uh, we had brought in and so those things progressed once Anna accepted my sin and and we kind of merged our sins, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. together. Well, it just uh, exploded, and one thing led to another. Uh, and to make a long story short, just a little bit of pornography in the bedroom led to us bringing other people okay. uh, into the bedroom. And then mm-hmm. that didn't even stop there. Uh, Anna went out and had an affair okay. uh, with uh, during that same kind of time period. And so that was... Um, that was the the main th- thing in our marriage that that kind of brought it tumbling down. Mm-hmm. So where were you guys at, um, like from a spiritual standpoint during all of that? Yeah, so we were right here uh, in this church building the whole entire time, right. mm-hmm. the whole entire time, uh, sitting in a pew, sitting yep. in a pew, smiling, mm-hmm. and saying all the right things. Uh, meanwhile, at home, uh, and of course we were there were other things going on. We were drinking and doing a lot of other things we shouldn't okay. have been doing. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole time we're fronting up here at the church building. So. Um, I would say, where were we at spiritually? If you looked up the definition of hypocrite. There you go. Yeah. Um, hmm. It would be Trey <laughs> and Anna Tomlinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what a hypocrite For is. Sure. Showing up, 
saying the right things, checking the right public boxes, and appearing to be something that we were blatantly living in sin um, when we weren't at this building. And probably, well, I would say we probably were even when we were in this building. Um, right. Just with our thoughts and the perverted view that we had um, when it came to sex. Um, yeah, we were hypocrites okay. and living in sin. So when and how did that take a turn for the better? So <clears throat> I had the affair I sent Trey a text message that was not meant for him. Mm. It was meant for the other guy. And it wasn't like it was really anything that he, it was just confusing for him. He was like, huh? Yeah. And then I brushed it off. And I remember it was about 30 more minutes and Trey was going to be coming home from work. And this wasn't a long and drawn out affair. That doesn't make it any, it's not any better. But I up at up until that point, I had not just looked at Trey ball fa- and Ballface lied to him mm-hmm. yet when it came to that. Obviously, I had been deceitful and untruthful and just not telling him the whole truth. Audition. But I mm-hmm. hadn't had to just Ballface lie to him yet. And I remember thinking, he's when he gets home, he's going to ask me about that text message. He's going to want some real clarification and, and to clear this up. What did you mean by that? You know, or who was that for? Because it definitely wasn't for me. I'm confused. Yeah, when I when I saw that, like I knew, right? Like that's, and so my my whole intent, which I think surprised Anna a little bit, is I just decided I was already thinking detective mode, right? You know, and so when when I came home, and she just flat out told well, me. Well, he walked in, and I thought for a minute he walked in, he didn't. I just kind of looked at him, waiting for him to ask me about that text message, and he didn't. He actually just kind of acted like nothing. And for this split moment, I thought, he doesn't know. I don't have to tell him. But then, (laughs) the next split second, I just told him. Yeah. Wow. Like, I just said, I cheated on you. That text wasn't for you. And then it kind of blew up from there. Okay. Yeah, and uh, from that point, uh, as you could imagine, like it was just primarily anger mm-hmm. uh, from from me, which in and of itself was hypocritical mm-hmm. uh, of me because what my my thinking mentality was like everything that we all the sin and that's been going mm-hmm. on has been going on together, and this is this is different. Right. And so for. Uh, months, uh, just uh, hateful anger, all directed at her. This is all you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ain't me. That that was my mentality at the time. Yeah. So for me, when I I just told him, and I was so numb. I had because of the sin I had just been living in, because of the ability, because of everything from my past to be able to just numb mm-hmm. and not feel. Um, surprisingly, I, I really didn't turn to substances. Even when we were drinking and doing the party scene, I would rarely, there would be times where I would get drunk. But for the most part, I never did. Wow. Um, because I just had the ability to completely numb my and, emotions yeah. and not feel anything. And that's where I, I was so numb 
had cut off all feeling. Um, that's where I was in, in my marriage. I didn't know what to feel mm-hmm. or how I even wanted to feel. I knew I didn't want to lose my family. And I really did think that Trey was my best friend. And I I really did love him. It's like I felt nothing. Wow. Um, so I just thought, what? I don't know what to do. So I'm going to go to Alan and Lisa Robertson. They walked with us through the whole first half of our marriage Mm -hmm. um, and knowing their story and the fact that they had walked through an affair and survived it, I thought, why not? Mm -hmm. They already know all they, I don't have to start over with history. They know it. I just go talk to them about me having an affair. So that's what I did. I went to them and I expected them to like what I was, I guess I was wanting them to kind of map everything out and be like, okay, well you need to do, this, this, and this. Trey will probably respond like this, and then here's what you do. Mm-hmm. They encouraged me. They prayed for me. But the single most important thing that they did that changed my life was they pointed me back to Christ. And Alan told me, he said, Anna, you need to start reading your Bible, mm-hmm. and you need to start praying and asking God how and why did you end up here in this place? And he said, Psalm 51 is a really good place to start. And if you've never read Psalm 51, for those listening, that is where King David, who's called a man after God's own heart, it's his prayer of repentance uh, after having an affair, getting a woman pregnant, then killing her husband to try to cover up his affair. Um, It's his prayer of repentance. So I, I grew up in church all my life. I knew all the right answers. I knew a lot about God. But what I figured out, was that's all I knew okay. was about him. I did not know Christ. And at this point in my life, up until now, I did not have a relationship with him. He was not Lord of my life, and I didn't know him. And so I just dove in and said, you know what? I'm going to forget everything I thought I knew. And I just started praying and asking God, show mm-hmm. me who he was. And in that, who am I? Like, who am I? And I I started reading Psalm 51, and I just read it over and over every day. And that's when I started writing Scripture from that day on. And I still do it, actually, today. Yes, it's interesting. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Trey, did you take a similar path? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. It's interesting that Psalms 51 was perfect uh, for for her at that time. But um, for me, it was exactly uh, what... um, I was kind of experiencing the same thing that uh, King David uh, was experiencing early on, just hiding uh, mm-hmm. my my sin. Like I did not call anybody. I, I didn't want anybody to know the horrible things that that we had done. And and again, at the time, I was still very angry uh, with her and just being hateful, cussing, just saying mm-hmm. ugly things uh, to her until one particular night she was uh, pretty much doing what she just described she had her bible open uh, you know praying and reading trying to do the right thing asking god what to do i'm still in this horrible place where i'm just pointing the finger at her yelling screaming and being ugly and saying hateful things until finally she just had enough and, and left uh, to go stay with her her parents which happened to be the precise time when God um, began to kind of show me and speak to me because there wasn't anybody else in the house to, to direct my mm-hmm. anger and bitterness towards, but 
And then uh, that's when God really began to speak to me and remind me, who are you not to forgive her? And then he just kind of reminded me of all the horrible things I did and reminded me that my sin was first and foremost against him, Psalm 51, and and so many other things from Psalm 51. And it really kind of brought me to my knees and uh, really was kind of the the turning point uh, for me to start taking the focus off of her putting it on me in my relationship with mm-hmm. God. That was the starting place. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I've just been sitting back listening, It's which I've heard y'all's story plenty of times, but it never gets old. That's right. So yeah. it's always, a, um, to me, one of the greatest stories of restoration. So with that word being said, mm-hmm. you know, what does restoration look like right now? Not only for you, but for your family. So... Well, first of all, the last couple of the world, you just heard our story. Um, when God restored it, he didn't restore it back to what it was Thank before goodness. the train wreck. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> he restored it to what he has intended it to be all along. That doesn't mean that we're not still working through things. But what happened was other people started noticing, how did that train wreck make it wow. <laughs> like, they should have never made it to begin with before the train wreck mm-hmm. like you know no one expected us to make it with all the 15 years she's 17 mm-hmm. all that stuff but now definitely not how did they make it so they people typically who had had an affair in a marriage would come and like hey yeah we didn't really know how, like, how we're we, like how marriage counselors yeah, yeah, we don't tell know. us what to do so we just really just shared uh, what we just told you guys, you know, shared um, our story and, and the rest of it. but uh, And then just more couples started coming and, you know, started to be a pattern because and here's why, I'd, and this probably needs to be emphasized, it wasn't us. Right. Mm-hmm. right. They saw what right. God had done yep. in us, and the, the attraction was, was Jesus Christ, that's not right. Trey that's and right. Anna. And that's um, why people kept coming because... Um, the the path to healing for us was um, God. It was mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And so at some point, one of our elders here, it was Gordon Dasher, uh, he said, well, why don't you guys just go get some some type of formal training? And so we go up to Tennessee. A guy named Joe Beam uh, has a wonderful uh, ministry. It's called uh, Marriage Helper. Uh, we went that, and it was fantastic. We learned a lot of valuable things that, that still we use to this day that help us counsel other couples but we also went to which by the way we were traveling around sharing our testimony with um, a few other couples and i was googling like trying to think of something to call our team like mm-hmm. restored re something and i come across this thing called re-engage and so let's go check that out so we drive to dallas a church called watermark community church that had this ministry called re-engage and then i sat down for the training, and they started talking about forgiveness. They started talking about grace. Mm-hmm. They started talking about truth mm-hmm. and all these other things uh, that we had experienced healing in our marriage. And so I just looked at Anna and said, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this back to our church and start this ministry at our church. So y'all found something that you had already gone through, yeah. but it was already prepackaged in yeah. a nice nice formula yeah, that was going to be easier yeah. to deliver instead of you sitting That's around. exactly right. Wow. wow. And yeah. I, might I say that there are numerous, num- God put into play from the time you got married at a 
early age and all the sin and all he put into place something that has saved countless countless couples uh, when i when i when i think of y'all i think that that song by ray that old christian song by ray bolt by ray bolts comes to my mind all the time is thank you for giving to the lord because tara and i are a product of you guys kind of getting it together and letting God and submitting to his word and then coming back and being willing to you know, interject yourself into people's lives and work on restoring a marriage. And so I would assume that some of the sin that you guys have struggled with in the past is that there's probably still some tendencies there. And so just to close it out, you know, I don't want everybody to say, oh, Trey and Anna, now they no longer struggle because we are right. friends and we know that yeah, there's still we some struggle there. <laughs> right. we got we your number. <laughs> yeah. So how do you battle that sin? What what's some things that you do to keep in place, to keep things in check? That's a great, great question. It really is because there, you know, when we had that, that turnaround uh, in our marriage, there, there was a point where I really did not struggle for, um, I, I would say, several years. Like I was so, I had so much gratitude and gratefulness, which, by the way, was um, was was the key thing for. It's not God's rules and and do's and don'ts that that bring change. It's it's God's grace that, mm-hmm. that leads us to repentance. So, but there was so much gratitude uh, with that, and that I. Uh, you know that was my motivation not to sin, not to look at porn, and it wasn't even attractive to me anymore. But over a period of time, there was kind of a window there um, where, come to find out, and I can tell you this too, where well, it wasn't necessarily porn, but it was sexual sin and, and masturbation that uh, I don't know a week or two for me, and I don't know for her, but and I just felt so rotten. Mm-hmm about it that I just went to her and said, Hey, this this is what what I did and uh um asking for your forgiveness and and uh so there was a, a point where that did happen and so I think for for us and we, we decided this um uh, after we had a talk that, that night is that the key is honesty. Right. Mm-hmm. The key is being honest and Realizing we're we're both oh yeah we're healed but we're both still sinners, and so just being honest and, and vulnerable and uh, because when, once you start hiding, if I would have just hid that, well it would have multiplied and, and been built mm-hmm. up into something really grand oh, and yeah. big, just like it was in the past, right. which is exactly what Satan wanted us to do. So so honesty is was the key for me. Honesty and community. Um, the times that we had issues or struggled mm-hmm. with stuff just like a couple of weeks ago when right. the past tries to come back fears doubts worries we go to commute we're fully known um because mm-hmm. realizing that and and by the way because i'm the one that went behind his back and had an affair and betrayed him and broke his trust there are still things that i do if you looked at my phone Right now, there's probably 500 text message threads because I don't delete anything. Um, He has access to everything. Anybody can really see it all. Like, there's nothing hidden. It's all out there. Um, So it's being fully known, Mm -hmm. being open and accessible, being honest when we do mess up. But it's also for me, I still am – I have put these safeguards, I guess, in place 
of interaction with other men. I like I will be very standoffish. I will not linger in a conversation, especially if Trey's not around mm-hmm. or if it, I end up somewhere one on one. I'm like trying to avoid the situation at all cal- at all costs, and it doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. I could have the least likely attraction or but I don't I'm not gonna put myself in a situation to find out if I'm strong enough. Yep. That's like so that important. is the key. So I'm important. no longer like, well it's okay. I mean I won't cross this line. I've like drawn the line and I'm running as far away from it right. as I can versus well there's the line. I'm not yeah. I'm not past it or I'm not even to it yet. I'm I'm just a little no. That I try to I keep the, the line and I run away <laughs> in the from concrete. It. It's chiseled no. in concrete. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's it's there, and I don't even I don't want to know how the weather is over there or anything. <laughs> well, and, and that just ties back to humility. I mean, I, I think I, I see some of it so much of it in your marriage is yeah. you understand who you are and where your tendency can lead to, and so. You don't really care what other people think. You're just going to say, right. "Hey, this is where we draw." Which, the line. by the way, we, you know, after we had that um, talk, um, just I don't know how long how long ago it was, a year or two ago, but we came straight to reengage. That's right. And said, "Hey, now we're just because we're leading this ministry, don't mean we don't struggle." That's right. And so we we shared that with the group. Of course, we broke up, you know, men and women, and it just it became it was one of the greatest nights because. When I shared that, uh, everyone else shared mm-hmm. something similar. That's right. so sometimes we think as leaders that we have to no, sweep not. it under the rug. Yeah. It's, it's remembering, it's not wallowing and holding on to guilt and shame of your past, but it's never forgetting your past. And what, you, right. like, if mm-hmm. you ever get to a point where you think, I'm good and I've got this to me, because that's exactly what I thought. I remember, I remember telling myself, the day before I have an affair, mm. well, I would never actually do that. I would never actually. You know, like, I heard you say that. Flirting. The devil heard you yeah. say that. Maybe we're so just that. flirting. It's no big deal. Like, it's not, you know, I would never actually have mm-hmm. an affair. Like, that's not me. It's not who I am. Well, it doesn't matter who you are. That's right. The devil's yeah. out to get you. It sure is, no matter if you're sitting yeah. on that pew or not. Exactly. That's it. He's so that's our great. story. So, everybody that's listening, you can take your right hand and reach down and pick your jaw up and <laughs> pick it back up um, because that is a lot to digest and to understand that if you don't know Trey and Anna, I can't, I, I, I couldn't count how many couples that they've been able to minister mm-hmm. to and it's in their pain and, and in that in that point of just completely submitting, they've been able to really guide others. Um, and like I said earlier, we're we're some of the primary. Yeah, God's given a gift, you know, to both of you, and uh, we're blessed by it. For we sure. are, we are, and, and and for those of you that hear this and are like, man, there is no way that I could even begin to share with somebody else, much less a podcast, right? Yeah. Going well, you know what? What we always told people because uh, that are uncomfortable sharing mm-hmm. like that look you don't, you don't have to tell everybody yep. but you do need to you tell, tell somebody. somebody that's right and for me personally when i told god this is just a i guess which i don't not a big vow maker but uh, if i do you better keep them and when i told god if you fix this mess that i made mm-hmm. i'll tell anybody 
anywhere, anytime. That's right. So I'm, I'm keeping that vow. So just a couple of things. If you're interested in what you hear about reengage, um, you know, this is not a podcast about reengage, but I think we can probably plug it. Go to mm-hmm. marriage, sure. marriagehelp.org, and Watermark Church has it. If you're looking for a reengage close to you to see what it's more than like, they've got all the locations. If you're here with us around the uh, in Washtenaw yeah, Parish or surrounding parishes. Love to have you here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Every Thursday at six thirty. That's exactly right. We have childcare too. And um, and if no, that's an option for you. I encourage you to find community. I Mm -hmm. encourage you to a let God reveal to you who you are, and um, be real and honest with your spouse, and seek out a community. Um, You know. Be sure to to like our podcast and give the thumbs up and stars and all that stuff. I don't yeah, know how that works. We were talking about this, and if you don't like it, uh, hit the hit the dislike, hit, hit the dislike button twice. Okay. You get, bonus, you get yeah. bonus points right. if you, get you hit it twice. Right. We just want to get it out, and we want more people to hear the good news of yeah. Jesus Christ. Not and about us. That's right. It's not about us. It's about Him and what He's done for us. So, and what he can do for you. All right. That's good. Um, I'll just close us out here and say that um, if you're kind of in the same boat we were where um, you don't think your marriage uh, can make it, um, it's always uh, grace first and then restoration. That's and right. That God can change any marriage in any person. So, uh, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week, by the way, to hear the Wallace <laughs> testimony. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs>